And I want to talk about something that our mayor, John Tory, announced would be launching uh, in the east end of Toronto. It's an automated, automated shuttle project, and it's a pilot project. It will start in 2020. And uh, these vehicles will operate without drivers, but under the pilot project staff, there will be uh, somebody in the vehicle when it runs. I think they're like an ambassador, probably to greet people. Um, The vehicles weren't disclosed that they'll be using, but they are autonomous vehicles. There'll be eight to 12 seats in each vehicle, and it's a trial program set to take place in the West Rouge neighborhood. It will get people to the GO train station, and it is going to be uh, run in partnership with Metrolinx. This is one of those solutions to the last mile problem that we have. How do you get people on transit? It's that last mile that's a problem, getting to the station, getting home from the station. So this could be the fixer. Sam Abul Samad, you've heard him on the show before. He is an automated vehicle expert, and uh, I would like to call you a friend of the show, Sam. He joins us now. Morning, Kelly. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Sam, are there other cities planning similar programs or actually having them uh, in progress right now? Yeah, there's actually quite a few of these around the world, uh, you know, at least several dozen uh, that we know of in various locations in Europe, North America, and Asia, uh, particularly in Singapore. Uh, in fact, there's one right here uh, near me in Detroit that's been operating for over a year, uh, run by a company called May Mobility. And, you know, all of the, most of these operate in a, in a similar fashion, as you, you mentioned, uh, you know, pr- providing last mile, first mile, last mile services uh, to connect people to uh, transit stations, you know, so, you know, for mass transit, you know, it works best. It's most economical when you have a lot of people utilizing it. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, that means that they can't necessarily go everywhere. So I think for this program that they want to do in, in uh, West Rouge, you know, it's for, uh, you know, a less dense area uh, east of, outside of the, the main city where, you know, you want to try to, you know, start to discourage people from necessarily driving and having to park at a train station. You know, if they can just hop on one of these shuttles and then hop on the, 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 uh, the train to go into the city or, you know, go, you know, further, further on uh, downstream, you know, towards Hamilton or, or wherever, uh, it, can, it can be a much more economical solution. Sam, what's the appetite like near you uh, for these automated shuttle pilot projects? Uh, well, certainly the one here in Detroit has been quite successful. Uh, as I said, it's been running since about June of 2018. Uh, I think they have about uh, seven or eight shuttles that are operating in a loop. Uh, this particular one is actually running around the, the downtown core of Detroit, and it's being funded by a local real estate company called Bedrock. Um, and, you know, they it transports people around uh, about a mile and a half circuit around the, the central part of the city. Other services in in other areas are, are you know providing different variations of these uh, kinds of services, but you know low cost, low speed, uh, you know trying to provide people a way to uh, to get around without having to hop in a car, um, you know that uh, is adding to congestion. So you know, but where there's not enough density for perhaps for a traditional bus route. You know what stuck out to me is the low speed because people want to get to uh, their trains in a hurry. So how fast are these vehicles going or slow are they going? Uh, you know, typically about 25 miles an hour uh, max. You know, I mean, these are these are typically not covering long distances. I mean, it's gen- these are generally like mile, mile and a half routes. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, getting to a train station in, you know, maybe three or four minutes. Isn't that going to add to congestion? Um, not necessarily, because you know if you've got people that 
you know, if you've got a lot of people where you've got just one person driving in a car to get to a train station, as opposed to, you know, six, seven, eight people mm-hmm. riding in one of these little shuttles, you know, that shuttle takes up about the same amount of space on the road as one car, but you're transporting more people. Right. Um, so, you know, if it's, if it's replacing cars, then, then it should actually reduce congestion. Do you think if it's th- yeah, adding do- to existing driving, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I think. Right. I. I think. I, I. kind of. As soon as you started talking about that, I'm like, well, there's six cars off the road there, Kelly. Um, will this be the, our first interaction uh, with fully autonomous vehicles? I know you follow this a lot. They're, we're testing them here and there, but um, the, having these shuttles running back and forth is this where we're going to see the first major integration of, of autonomous vehicles added to our our communities? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, these various kinds of shared ride services, whether it's like these little micro transit services or ride hailing services, um, you know, where you've got fleets operating the vehicles, that's going to be the, the predominant use of automated vehicles over at least the next five to 10 years. How long until this is just the future of public transit? Uh, I. You know, I don't think that this is going to completely replace public public transit. It's it's more of a supplement to make to reduce the friction in using mass transit. So it's part of a multimodal system where you've got mass transit for the high density routes. You know, if you're if you're going from say Oshawa to Oakville or to Hamilton, you know, or even downtown uh, Toronto, you know, you probably want to take a, a mass transit, you know, a train or, you know, a subway or, you know, some other larger vehicle. But for these shorter routes that feed into that, that's where these come into play and are, are an important part of reducing the friction across the whole system. This pilot project, it involves, uh, there will be a staff member on the autonomous uh, vehicle, but they're not behind the wheel. Um, we saw how it went when there was somebody behind the wheel with Uber and they hit cyclists. Do you think they're not putting somebody behind the wheel because it is moving so slowly? They're depending on the fact that this can, you know, uh, it, it's not going to do a lot of damage if, if it hits someone? That's certainly part of it. Uh, you know, and in, in fact, what's, you know, the type of vehicle that's likely to be used for this, they haven't announced which companies are going to work with. But most of these vehicles, most of these low-speed shuttles don't even have a traditional steering wheel. Uh, in many cases, what they'll have is some sort of other control system. Like, for example, there's a company called Navia uh, that is being tested here in Ann Arbor. Uh, they use an Xbox controller and a keyboard that the operator, uh, you know, the, the shuttle attendant, uh, if they have to take over control, they can pick up this, this Xbox controller and take over control of the vehicle to maneuver it to a safe place if it if it if it gets into a problem. Why do I uh, see so, the movie being made right now? It's not Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. It's like a 14-year-old hero that jumps to the Xbox controller <laughs> to save them. And someday that may well be the case. That may, may be the case. Wow, fascinating stuff. Sam, I really appreciate your time as always. Thanks for joining us today. Happy to talk to you again. All right, cheers. That's Sam Abu Samad. He is a principal analyst in Navigant Research in Ann Arbor, Michigan, an automated vehicle expert.